focus on season seven, episode 18, where we watch Play Doh Squished, and where the three of us try not to get squished. I'm Chris Lorenz. I feel the need, the need to need. This is Brian. Play Doh. This is Noah Singer. Did I steal yours, Noah? The show we watched this week. There was nothing good enough to quit. It was so bad. I can't even like. Uh, All right, hold on. Last week, last week we watched the Great American Baking Show, and we put a poll on Twitter at Who Put This On to see what you guys thought about the show, and you guys voted the show top third. So. Tell us what you thought about this show on Twitter at Who Put This On. Brent, what was the show we watched this week? This week we watched Plato Squished. Plato Squished features three teams of fun-loving adults and kids going dough to dough in the ultimate holiday competition. The groups compete in two physical challenges that culminate in a sculpting event where they must build immersive winter wonderlands out of Play-Doh. In the end, only one team will win a grand prize, while the other team's creations will get squished. Sarah Highland hosts. Plato squished on freebie. Okay. I just want to start this podcast. Max is in here, but I will inform Max that if you start watching a show before everyone else and the show is targeted at five year olds, do not watch that show. <laughs> this is not going to be a very interesting to talk about because we thought it was garbage because we're not five. And I feel almost bad bashing on this show because it's four or five year olds like yeah. it's not like it's it's the, the it's, thing is oh. if i was like babysitting i would 100 percent put this show on and be like yo look let's do some of the stuff that like we're they're doing on there like let's have fun with it and i thought it was like kind of fun like how the adults were like getting into it too but yeah, like I'm ultimately in your boat that like I can't just put this on randomly for myself because I'm not the target audience. No, this it is was excruciating. Yeah. This yeah. show, it's like when like you're just playing with a five year old and they're like, "Hey, giving you this stuff," and like after you spend 15 minutes with them, you're like, "Oh, this is real boring as hell. Like, what are we doing?" Like it's it's that experience in a TV format. It is almost unwatchable yeah and i just want to say the next time (laughs) anything targeted like kids like it just like doesn't work and that's fine it's like not that it needs like there's certain things that do work and certain things that might like don't work and this does not work at all yeah to be fair i watched this like immediately as well it just didn't even cross my mind to be like, hey, we should pull the cord on this. I was like, okay, we found the show. Got it. Like, we got a holiday episode. Like, th- we're kind of locked in. I- I- calling the audible d- didn't even come up. In my mind. Well, I'm just telling you from the future on, it's yeah. got to call audible. Super we could have watched that Dr. Seuss one. That could have been a better one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this one, not good. Like, do not encourage you to watch the show. Mm-hmm. So well, now without a kid, yeah. I mean, I mean okay. To Brian's point, I think that if you've got a five-year-old and you want to do an activity with these people, with them, you could follow along and like make fun Play-Doh things and kind of compete along with the show. 
or just let them watch it. Like, and you could just kind of be on your phone. Like, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you don't need to, but like, <laughs> the only reason we did watch this, here's what happened. I was on Amazon. They advertised the show with a holiday special. And we're like, let's do it for Christmas. But we did the other show last week. So then we're just like, oh, we have this holiday special. Let's do this one. And then Noah watched it and then made us all watch it. So mm-hmm. it was all Noah's fault. Just- yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we shouldn't discount. We don't know the demographics of our listeners. So if you're a five-year-old who is uh, <laughs> listening to really us podcast and you're on it, like, hey, man, this is for you. This is for you. Yeah. Tell, what tell your cool parents kitties? about us cursing on the show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're the cleanest of podcasts. No, but you know, it's on the internet. Uh, they, they can. I, I, I want to be shocked. We have a few like <laughs> over over yeah. the years. Uh, some fine girls listening. It's fine. All right, <laughs> so let's get into the minutia of the show. I don't want to get too deep into it, but let, let's do it. Uh, so we got Sarah Highland is the host, which this is a weird show for her to host. Like she must love kids or something. Like, I don't know. I, I, one of the really redeeming qualities of the show. So, uh, I watched one and a half episodes, right? I watched like kind of like half of episode oh. one and then, uh, episode 16. One of the things I think they've done really well. Oh, yeah. We watched episode 16. Sorry. Um, is the teams are modern families, like in the, the descriptive terms, right? Like it is very rare to have like the common nuclear family as a team. There was one team on episode 16, but otherwise it was like a step parent or like the nanny or like a gym teacher. Like that was Their a pretty friend. common setup. best friend. Right. And so I think they kind of had this through line of like not trying to portray everyone. It is this n- normal quote unquote family. It's like, no, the family of today is diverse and it's all different. Which I think is cool. Just to be clear, I think Sarah Highland might be the highlight of the whole show. She's like upbeat. She's bringing energy. She's trying to like pull this thing together. She's interacting with the families well. Uh, she's great. It's just like to go from like super successful sitcom to like random reality show host on Freebie, which who knows? The paycheck from Freebie might have been pretty good for since in, considering they're like almost still in like kind of a soft launch or like a mm-hmm. recently launched phase for freebie so like who knows but it's not a terrible bet for her right to like be the host and going from sitcom like spreading her like wing, wings a bit and it's one of the like marquee shows for freebie so i don't think it, you know we'll get to it but i don't think it's actually a terrible downgrade right like modern family is a home run that's hard to hit a bunch so I think it's like actually a pretty reasonable like next step. Well, we can say that this is not her apex. No. no. <laughs> just just but, so we don't have to come back to it later. But <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to know. compete with Modern Family. Let's see. Yeah. I'm trying to see what she's done since Modern Family. Not a whole hell of a lot. She was in a podcast. She's in the Pitch Perfect TV show. Hmm. And yeah, she's but I mean, like, called my fake boyfriend. So, yeah, I, I just think being on like such a long-running sitcom, that's definitely apex compared to just hosting your own show for one season right now. 
I love how this show isn't even listed on her IMDb. <laughs> right? Dang, yeah. <laughs> I was Amazon looking. Amazon production, right? Like Amazon to Amazon. They got to tie that I'll up. just tell you. Oh, no. Here. No, she is. She's in a uh, producer mark versus uh, actress. Okay. Well, I don't really That's understand weird. how this new IMDb thing works. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's also weird that they just highlight like one section that's just like the biggest, and then you have to go into these drop downs. No bueno. Yeah. Hmm. No thanks. IMDb. But I was looking, there's apparently two different Play Doh squished IMDb pages, which is really weird. And then hmm. uh, one of them has like, there's like a ton of like guest judges. Like, yeah. The mom comes back. They've got, uh, I wish I had in front of me. They had like um, Rob Wrinkle or something. A bunch of other, like, yeah. Yeah. Like they had a bunch of, like, I think, um, who was our guest judge? Who was on our football player last week? What's his name? Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He's a a guest judge one episode. Oh, that's that's fun. Okay. We could have done that episode as a connecting thing, (laughs) but obviously we want to do the holiday one. Uh yeah, so who was there? I actually missed who the guest judge was on this week. Does any did anyone catch that? I don't think there was one really, or like the judges at the end, they weren't famous at least to me. Okay, all right, yeah, because the one is always the judge. Uh, I wrote her name down, but I can't see it for some reason. Yeah, Alexandra. I, I didn't recognize the guy, but yeah, the other episodes they definitely had at least in my view more famous people. Yeah, Alexandra was the the host, which she's an artist that makes her that qualifies her for Plato art Plato judge hosting duties, I guess judging duties. The uh, show is a six point nine out of ten on IMDb. Come on, like, okay, I'm now convinced five year olds are running the internet. <laughs> we're definitely not running the internet. Teenage, like at the very least, teenagers are. Like we're not the like the internet's done for us, dude. We should get off of it. And teenagers aren't even like in the show. So there is, there are two. Again, there are two. The other, the real one is 6.1. One's a special. And oh, I see. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I see. I see. Anyway, um, so going over the format of the show, I I think one thing is at a high level, I was a little bummed that. This was not Lego Masters with Play-Doh. I really thought this was going to be, and I was like, that could be cool. Um, and it was not. It was Double Dare, and instead of slime, they had Play-Doh. <laughs> um, little not I, exact, but like it was more. Oh, much more here, here's here's the thing. They got three teams. They got a set of challenges. The end. There's a winner. Okay, that's that's the episode. Each episode has a different set of three. So. One thing I, I think that you were missing out here is that when you're dealing with, ah, man, it's the ages of these kids, I feel like it would be hard to get them to do a whole season of television. Like, right. Well, that, but that, that's a thing. Like you wouldn't have kids, right? Like you'd go for the. Expert yeah. 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 And this that's, was, yeah, it's literally double dare. Yeah. It's literally about the kids. So. I think when I saw this, I was just like, oh, be fun, Lego, but Play-Doh, you know? I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But this is not what this is. This is like a reality show 
to get people to get kids into reality shows. Yeah. And um, advertise Play-Doh. Can't forget that. <laughs> well, obviously it's a Play-Doh advertisement. Um they're like, we have all the colors of Play-Doh you can ever imagine. <laughs> uh, what about all the flavors? Oh yeah, you gotta, gotta taste them all. Gotta have the flavors. All right, so let's go Just over. Please let's... don't actually taste it. That was a joke. Uh... You're fine. It's non-toxic. <laughs> advertise it. All right, so we got three teams. We got the needy friends, which was Brian's quip about needing. Then we got the banana bros, which they were just wearing banana shirts. Uh, and Love then them. The SD All Stars. That is a garbage name. I think so. I think the most distinguishing feature about all three teams is the ages of the kids. So the Banana Bros, I swear one of the kids must have been like four. It was like yeah. four and six, four and seven, uh-huh. maybe somewhere around there. I don't know how to judge kids' ages, but that's where my head is at. And then the SD All Stars had like a 12 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. This gave some vibes of guts where. You would have like three kids competing against one another, and there'd be like usually be one kid who is much older and just dominating because they're much older and they've been doing stuff for years longer. So it's uh, just it becomes a no contest at that point. So I don't I don't know if that like leveled anything out here age wise though, but I would imagine it has some factor. Definitely. I mean, and then there was needy friends, which kind of were in the middle. They were like nine, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how old kids are. Don't listen to me. Uh, don't come at me, bro. I don't don't know. (laughs) So, uh, apparently this episode, they win $5,000 if they win the competition. Every episode. Okay. That's good. Cause I watched the beginning of one episode cause I clicked on the special, but it just didn't Mm -hmm. play the right thing. And I don't remember them mentioning that. Yeah. So, um, so the first challenge was like some sort of like relay race, which was interesting. So they had the one parent, mostly the dads, kind of show up as like on a sleigh and dressed up as a reindeer and they had to collect presents. And then the kids unwrap the presents, then they make ornaments. Yeah. And then they throw the ornaments at a parent that's dressed as a tree that is spinning. And guess what was in the presence? Play-Doh! <laughs> uh, this challenge was pretty unwatchable. <laughs> it it was very silly. And that this is definitely one that spoke that would speak to kids. Although the parents were like having fun with it. Parents, I remember one. I do think that the parents in the show are all in. Like whatever the producers, the great producers for the show, they're getting these parents all in. They're ready. They're like, no one is like, this is the silliest thing in the world. You know, they're all just here to do, to have fun with their kids. And that showed off pretty, pretty well on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be on, like, this would be fun to be on, which is very disconnected to being fun, this fun to watch. Unfun. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, this challenge also definitely, like, the bigger kids had a bigger advantage here because they were like, could do the like making the ornaments much faster. Yeah. They're just better yeah. at Play-Doh. <laughs> this four-year-old <laughs> not good at Play-Doh. <laughs> no. Shocking. Like, make a straight line on the fish. 
that's a challenge for a four-year-old for a 12 year old (laughs) okay yeah uh so there's that challenge my my favorite quip though from it was one of the guys who was a reindeer was like oh i might bring the furry cuffs to my everyday wardrobe it's pretty good accessory i did i did laugh at that line that might be my one chuckle for the whole episode uh so then the second challenge was like a jungle gym of sorts and they had to get like play-doh lids and there were special play-doh lids in this jungle gym and i have absolutely zero percent chance zero percent want to watch kids at a jungle gym i don't want to no thank you so we have some podcasters, um, Harrison James, who used to watch the show Guts. And like a lot of people might have watched it too, but they are very like in on it. And they've watched um, episodes of it on Paramount Plus. As an adult? Just, as an adult, yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait, Chris. <laughs> let's, just, let's just pause for a second. When what? Paramount what? Comes out. Why are they watching kids' <laughs> shows? I get no idea where you're coming from. <laughs> We're gonna walk past that. It's, it's, uh, why are you pass. bringing this up? You burning our our co-hosts? You burning well, our our ex podcasters here? I am because I I mean I think that this is this kind of showcases that it may not be as watchable as we may want it to be. Because it's the same type of thing. Like you're watching kids go through a jungle gym, like, and they're gonna fall. Like you're gonna be like, oh no, they're just repeatedly failing. Oh, they missed that. I'll get it. At least it's actually hard. Like they gotta go up the aggro crag or whatever. Like that's hard. Versus, you know, I'm sure if you watch the aggro crag again, it's probably like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Legends of the Hidden Temple pisses me off so much, and it's just like. What, how is this rewatchable? Like, I don't want to watch kids just run around this thing and get no, trapped no. by people and then can't put a stupid thing together. This no, is why I, I think they, Nickelodeon of the early 90s is such a weird place because yeah. shit like this happened all the time. I, I think, like, you know, when you're in middle school and you're watching other middle schoolers playing basketball, you're having a good time. Yep. You watch middle schoolers play basketball now and you choose to be entertained by that. Ooh, okay. your, kids, your kid yeah. has to be in it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm excluding that. Yeah. Counterpoint, though, I'm still in some of my like high school Facebook groups, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm in a watching like high school football and like other sports from the schools in the area." And I'm like, "I don't know if you have kids at these schools. Like, why are you getting so invested in this?" High school football, I, I think, is a little so. It's not just football. It's all high school sports. Like I've seen basketball oh, wow. advertised and stuff. Yeah. I, I I can give a pass. Like if you have a varsity team that is like uniquely good, you know, like they have like an all star basketball football team, and it's like I can kind of see it, especially in some areas. Uh, but yeah, like the run of the mill, especially like JV, like. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm just trashing my old high school here and saying we're not at that level. <laughs> yeah i uh <laughs> i don't i some people i think it's a weird mentality of like you never left in the high school you all you just kept going to high school like sports after you left high school you know it could be like a small town that's the only thing there like there's reasons for it i think it's like 
that was the best time of your life when you were the star football, star basketball. Like, sure. Totally. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where we're going with this. So I'm going to get back to the show. So yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the final challenge here, which was like what we actually came to watch, which was they had to come up with an actual Play-Doh, like, I don't know, diorama. So mm-hmm. the theme yeah. was Winter Wonderland. <laughs> And so first we have the banana bros. They've decided that they're going to make a desert winter wonderland for some reason (laughs) and called it tombstone, Arizona. (laughs) And then this other team. And then wait, did they have a special prop or were uh, they one? Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Then we got the SD all-stars. They're like, we're going to celebrate. Dia de los Muertos, which is yeah. in November, <laughs> isn't really any like maybe they've turned it into like a Christmas. I don't know, but that was also weird. At least there was snow there. They called it. They had some sort of snow frienda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last team, the needy friends, did like an amusement park with a bunch of penguins. Uh, the penguins so, were cool. It was nice. I gotta so, admit, when they were going through all this, there was enough detail in there that I was like, when the heck did this come about? Like, I didn't see them, like, doing the bricks and stuff. I didn't see them putting, like, this much, like, intricate detail on the uh, penguins and what they're holding slash eating. Like, that was kind of cool to see. It, it wasn't Lego Masters level, but it was like, okay, yeah, like, you, you're you putting some artisticness into here. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I, it was nice. I think they did a decent job of showing like, okay, here's the challenge. Here's what we're going to do. Them making it and then showing it like it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It was fine, but I had already kind of checked out from the show. So I don't really know exactly (laughs) what's going on. (laughs) Uh, So as we could tell the 12 year olds, they did the snow fienda thing. And theirs looked really good. Like in terms of like Play-Doh quality, they had a giant tree. They had like a skeleton and like, it just looked really good. And then we had all the penguins and it looked like it was, they're having fun, but some of the penguins looked not good. And there were some other things that didn't look great. And then the like four year old, the like Arizona one was like, I guess that's Christmas. And (laughs) They had a rotating like uh, platform that they put a tree on. (laughs) And at some point they set up this tree and then the one she gets a look at the SD all-stars tree and it's like 10,000% better than her tree. Like it looked really good. And she just like laughs, cries about her tree. And I thought that that was really good. That's the second best moment in the show for sure that was definitely really funny and i was also like why do you care just make something that's like better like who cares they put all that detail into the tree now granted that team also put so much effort to everything else that it wouldn't have mattered anyway but it it was just funny that she cared so much about this and even the kids were also like reassuring to her yeah we got it on a rotating tree yeah let's go let's I mean, this. there's a lot of positivity in the show, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it's very the, – the the judging in the show, by far, the most positive judging on any show we've watched. 
Yeah. That was one of my notes was like, as they were going into this judging, I'm like, they can say zero bad things about any particular diorama. Nothing. They can't do it. It's kids having fun. It's just, you can't do it. So I'm like, how is this going to work? How are we going to know who's going to win when you can't say anything bad about anyone? <laughs> and I was just like, well, they didn't say anything bad. And I had no idea who was going to win. Uh, I think, that, okay. I so think that was pretty funny. Who ultimately ended up winning, though? The Penguin Story, the amusement park. So this show actually does one thing that I wish every single show would do they gave criteria for the judging now mm. if they would have actually said uh what the like the scores were for each one that would have even been better so they had to judge on winter wonderland how they use their power up thing and they have, how well they tell a story so like the penguin one told a story about like the like family out on a winter wonderland and like the kids doing something crazy and then they had like smoke machine used effectively whatever so like i see why they won it with those criteria involved whereas like the other one didn't tell a great story but looked a lot better but that wasn't the whole criteria so yep and this is also called out by max who was like oh the wrong team totally won and then I also go on IMDb and there is one user review and it's just titled would be nice to see the team that deserves to win actually win. <laughs> so we're not the only ones who thought like, Oh yeah, like just, it should just be the best uh, Plato construction, but it, you make a really good point, Chris. I think I'm more aligned with you that they, they went towards the criteria and uh, the other team who did, Dia de los or Day of the Living, just no. Day of the Dead. Uh, oh, was Day of the Dead? Oh, I thought it was Day yeah, of the Living. Dia de but... los Muertos means Day of the Dead, but I don't know what right. they said in the show. I mean, Dia de la <laughs> is just Day of the, so yeah. I just didn't know what the word for living was. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they changed that criteria each episode, so like that's how you can tell who won and why they won versus like you know the usual negativity, you know. Because there's no way to say, like, this team won unless they told us the criteria. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Should we get to some questions? Well, there's one last thing, and it's how they announced the winner. And all three of the dioramas were, like, put underneath the squishers. Oh, yeah. And they just hit a button. All of them come down. The winner stops, and everything else gets smushed great way to it yeah, this is it. amazing this was so good they need to people need to steal this for sure mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty good that's amazing all right we're gonna squip we're gonna squip <laughs> the uh worst human being we talked about the host already uh this one you definitely need we need some drinking rolls and i mm-hmm. think the stock one is drink enough so you don't remember watching this one the show <laughs> when you put it on um Brian, do you have a real one? Oh, man. I think that you should drink every time a Play-Doh canister is opened. Hmm. I think you I'm trying to drink, kill him, Chris. I think you should drink every time you th- you have a question while you're watching this show. You question your life. No, yeah. what do you got? Pour your beer in a sippy cup and drink out of that. 
Oh, so there you go. In with the rest of the crowd. Should, Beautiful. Should, should you pour it in a bottle and see if you can finish it before the show ends? <laughs> uh, anytime anyone screws up, uh, take a drink. Uh, hmm. Anytime there's a compliment, you know, you can take a drink. Anytime, anytime there's drama. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, go on. Yeah. Anytime the show reminds you of a Nickelodeon show from the back of the day, take a drink. Uh, anytime there's the drama, like with the tree. Would this show be better as a Quibi? And yes. I think so. Less show equals better. No, why? No, because five-year-olds don't use Quibi. The, <laughs> okay. I mean, we went from free, we're going to go from freebie to Roku original here, you know. We're going yeah. so far. It, it, but, you know, if you're putting a five-year-old in front of the TV, you don't want it to be like a five-minute thing. You're like, take 45 minutes. I mean, this is great. Bleed it out. Blue is only five minutes. I'm not sure the show can hold a five-year-old's attention, but <laughs> I'd love to hear from our audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Minute twenty-nine in our podcast, which which you've gotten to. <laughs> this yeah. show. All right, who's going to hook up next, and why is it the all pair? In the Banana Bros. Oh, the Manny? Yeah, yeah the Manny. I'm for sure. Yeah. The Manny uh, and what was the woman? She was like their teacher or something? No, there was there was a set where there were two teachers. No, was that in a separate episode? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I forgot what the woman was. did. Um, yeah, the Manny the, was like all up being a Manny. He was great. He owned it. Yeah. I mean, everyone in the show really owned being on the show for sure. Uh no. What do you love about the show? I think this is going to be the hardest one. Brian, what do you love about the show? I like that there was actually some creativity here, despite it being like, I wouldn't say amateur hour, but it, that's probably the best way to describe it. Like, it's not Lego Masters where you're like, oh my God, this is a mind blowing creation. No, like, it's, it's kids and adults like, who have a modern amount of artistic experience creating something cool. And I thought that there was enough done here that it was impressive. Uh, Noah. I spoke to it before, but the modern family concept and pulling that all the way through, uh, kudos to the show. Uh, I love that the show is over. I mean, uh, I think the, the positivity, I think, always is what I enjoy from these shows. So I think it's very positive. Everyone's complimenting each other, like especially the tree situation. But that worked pretty well. Uh, all right, let's do a rating. So we do a stock ranking system between top, middle, bottom, third. Brian, what do you got for me? Uh, I'm debating whether I should put it in the top of the bottom or bottom of the middle. Because, okay, I'm never going to watch this show again. But if I had a five-year-old, I would easily put this on. And th- that's the criteria. Like, I, It's just not. I'm not the audience. Uh, no singer. As a future father of two five-year-olds, what what is your rating for the show? So, yeah, I I think you have to look at this from different angles. As a show, as an adult to watch for this podcast, it's bottom to bottom. And I think I got to stay there. Um, So that's my formal rating, bottom to bottom. It's really not watchable. Um, Fast forward. As a adult watching a kid or a kid watching this, I think this is probably 
middle to top, uh, right? I think I think it does hold the attention. I think it's silly. I think it's upbeat. I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, but formal rating, bottom to bottom. Uh, so as my mom said, as she was leaving the room after she fell asleep during the show, that she was like, the show is bad, 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 bad. <laughs> the stupid show or silly show, all things she said. And I think the show is bottom. I don't know if I could put it bottom of the bottom, but it is very close. If not, I mean, from one to nine, if we're putting something that in this bucket, yeah, it's bottom it's really bad like i really did not want to watch the show as we were on as i was watching it uh so we're gonna put it there uh i think brian do you have max's rating i mean i can interpret it from his messages but it's probably gonna be bottom of the bottom no he did post it i don't know maybe he just sent it to me my oh, rating he might have just is sent it to you bottom of the bottom this doesn't work at all. One of the challenges has nothing to do with Play-Doh. The art is bad, and the wrong team won is a direct quote from Axe there. So, uh, you can have his opinion on the wrong team run. I don't think the wrong team won, but you know, based on the criteria that we were given post like delivery of the challenge. So, yeah, we just found out uh, Max's IMDb username. Greg Theodore. <laughs> Greg Theodore. That would be funny. <laughs> I mean, it was also written it um, last year. Well, in January, yeah, because this was an old one. He's obviously watching this. Uh, all right. So let's do some. T- oh, well, tell us what you thought about the show on Twitter, on our poll at who with this on. If you have a five-year-old, let us know how the show goes. Uh, I'd be really interested. You know, Brian. What show do we want? Or do you have any shout outs? Uh, no real shout outs. I'm just catching up on White Lotus. So I will speak on it when I actually finish. Um, on that show, I thought season two was better than season one. That was really Damn good. right. Does anyone know like why White Lotus is like everywhere now? Is there a reason for that? It's because it's on HBO and it was good. But like... I think... It's been out for a little bit, right? Like, it's not new. It ended, like, it, a week and a half ago. That's it? So, oh. yeah. Uh, I think that it's one of those mystery box shows that people got excited for on the internet. So then, you know, that permeates your, like, life, too. Even if you're not, like, paying that much attention to it. Mm. I see. Oh, okay. So it the fine the finale happened. I got it. Yeah, yeah. not got this it. week, but last week. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, I like trying Noah, to figure it out. I think we've been out for a minute. You have any shout outs? Yeah. Um, so I started watching um, Reservation Dogs on Hulu. After seeing it was like pretty recommended. Um, it's good. It's like it, it takes a little bit of like giving it some time to like let the characters develop a bit and like see the all the, the all their eccentricities but like if it's this like mold that i see a lot in modern shows where it's like the stories are broadly appealing but the focus is like very niche so like Reser- reservation dogs is about native americans right and then you have like mo 
which is about like the immigrant is like um lebanese experience i believe it's lebanese right and like in oh no it was palestinian and like it's like but the stories are like just you know hardships or love whatever it is right um so i find it kind of interesting like that's where hollywood is kind of going a little bit um but decent show still doesn't catch like off the fat what was excellent uh new for me probably old for a lot of people is coda yeah Uh, great movie amazing movie yeah it won uh, best picture last year it's on apple and just like incredible like extremely well done child of death adults is what it stands for it's good uh i'm going to say that i finally got to the good part of andor i think that it took till episode like five or six for me to be like okay now we're getting into it now we're on episode like 11 and it's been pretty good i like it uh it's slow way very slow show and it's very slow for a star wars show so you gotta kind of keep going uh but you've gotta watch barbarian if you like horror movies it's like it's very good don't look anything up i mean i guess you can watch the trailer trailer doesn't get too much away but it is very good uh uh definitely encourage you to watch that um, and I think that's it for us this week. You can please vote in our poll on Twitter at Hooping This On and tell us what you thought about this show. And you can find us on Facebook.com. So you can this on. You can ask questions and suggestions at Hooping This On at gmail.com. See you next time. Okay. Bye.